0: Following the fun. You know, that's kind of always been my kind of philosophy. If something looks like it's going to be fun and, you know, the people seem cool and the projects seem, you know, then I'll, I'll do it.
1: Welcome to Bitch Talk. I'm your host, Aaron, here with my co host, Ange, aka Captain Party. And over the last 10 years, we've been elevating marginalized voices through interviews and events, sometimes over a glass of whiskey. But if you're thirsty for more bitches, find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram. A big thank you to 48 Hills and our listeners for voting us Best of the Bay Best Podcast in 2022. And now, on with the show. Hi, Randall Park. Welcome to Bitch Talk. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and welcome to San Francisco. Thank you. We are here to talk about your exciting directorial debut, Shortcomings. Uh, but before we dive into it, can you introduce the film to our audience?
0: Okay, Uh, Shortcomings is a comedic drama written by uh, the great Adrian Tomina. It's about three uh, Bay Area, Berkeley, Asian Americans who are navigating their interpersonal relationships, love lives, uh, personal growth, uh, and and just uh, finding themselves. It's... It's not the uh, most specific uh, uh, pitch, but that's that's pretty much what it's all about.
1: I had a lot of reminiscing of the films from the 90s that I loved, which always featured white people for some reason. (laughs) But it was about just a group of friends talking about how fucked up their lives were and just like (laughs) not really fixing it either, but just this is kind of it. So it's really refreshing to see Asian faces at the helm of that and not, you know, adhering to the common tropes that we always see ourselves in.
0: Thanks for saying that. That was was a definitely a thought going in. Like this was, uh, you know, the kinds of movies that I love, uh, uh, but for some reason never had folks in them that look like us. So uh, uh, that was definitely uh, an inspiration for, for the movie.
1: Yeah, I I did read that uh when the graphic novel came out in 2007, um he was trying to push to sell this as a, as a film, but for some reason it wasn't castable, that's right? right? in quotations. I mean, that's
0: right. That's right. That's what that's what they told him. It wasn't castable and uh uh yeah, back then, this was in 07.
1: It's not that it long a, ago, which is also crazy to think about.
0: Yeah, yeah, not that long ago, but uh but it just would not have been made uh at least as as intended. Uh so yeah, uh, you know, fifteen years later, uh, we somehow got it made.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, but but on the topic of castable and representation, you come in hot right from the top of this film. Uh, it's uh, you know, there's a there's a faux crazy rich Asians film on the screen, <laughs> yeah. and then the huge debate that I think maybe all Asian Americans have had, uh, whether yeah. they loved the film or not. Which there's people on both sides, of obviously. Course. Yeah. But I feel like both sides can exist. And both sides are kind of right, and there's a reason why you're here today, selling, you know, talking about this film. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, one thing about this movie. Well, one thing about the the story in general, from when I first read the graphic novel, was I was just taken aback by how real everything felt and how how um, accurate uh, and authentic it felt like a very much a reflection of the lives of me and my friends at that time. And, uh, uh, and in that regards that, that was a uh, kind of the, what we were going for with the movie to to, to kind of capture that same feeling of, of how real it is and, and to not really take a stance on anything but just kind of let these characters exist as they are and and, and not uh, say one is better than the other. This is these are just how they feel and, and they're they're working it out and and uh, uh, and you know in the process it, it does reflect what's going on I think.
1: As a director of a very character driven story how did that affect your process when you're directing people that are not necessarily meant to be so likable all the time <laughs> but walking that fine line cuz you still want people to root for them
0: yeah i think uh, you know a, a lot of thought was put into that you know uh, and for me it was you know every one of these characters are are, are flawed people they're they're complex but they they also have a lot of great things about them, you know. They they mm-hmm. they're and in that sense, they're they're very human, and uh, that was really something that we were mindful of going in, and, and 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 especially with casting, making sure, yeah, you have a character like Ben, who's a, a very prickly, opinionated person, <laughs> but but underneath it all, there there's a there's a deep vulnerability and 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 sadness about him, and and. Uh, we, we, we wanted to find an actor who really understood that and, and, and captured that. And, and with Justin H. Min, we you know, he he just auditioned and, and it just, it was all there, you know. And he's such an incredible actor. But same with Sherry Cola and, and Ali Maki, uh, great actors who, who really brought more to the character than just what was on the page.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't know what it says about me, but I found... Some of myself in all of the characters, yeah. but mainly Sherry Colas. Yeah. <laughs> she gets all, all the one-liners, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: she's a force.
1: Which, which one are you is more a force. like?
0: Uh,
1: I don't know.
0: I'm a little bit of all of them, you yeah. know, in 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 bad ways and good, you know. I think <laughs> I, I think you know I'm older, so I think I've I've grown a lot. Uh, but definitely when I was around that age, I, there was a lot of Ben in me. There was a lot of Allie in me uh, or, or, uh, Miko. And there was a lot of Alice in me. And <laughs> that's part of the reason why the, the story resonated with me so much was because I saw myself in every one of these characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, I want to turn the conversation to the Bay because you really make Berkeley shine.
0: Oh my uh, gosh. That means a lot.
1: So I know you grew up in LA, right? Born so race, um, yeah. what was your experience with the Bay prior to this? And, uh, what was it like filming here? And, and how did you pick the locations? Because you're, you're in some pretty iconic locations.
0: Um, well, I, yeah, I was born and raised in LA. Uh, but I have, I, I don't know, I've always felt connected to the Bay. My dad, when he first came to America, he came to San Francisco and uh, worked as a, a busboy in a French restaurant hmm. uh, in Sausalito. So I've always felt this connection, and, and growing up, I would always come out here. We, you know, since my dad was familiar with the bay, we would always come out here, and uh, and and as I got older, just you know, had friends who went to Berkeley, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, just I was very familiar with the bay, and and for some reason, my career kind of took me to the bay often. You know, I, I shot numerous projects up here, and and just has, have always loved it, and uh, so you know, this story. It was really important that that we got it as accurate as we can, you know, because we were a low-budget, independent movie, we we had to cheat a lot of uh, The Bay in New York, because we shot the majority of the movie in New York, and, and the majority of interiors for The Bay were shot in New York, and, and a few exteriors, so we had to really make sure we, you know, we tried to keep it as authentic as possible, and we had this great production designer bill bows who lived in the bay he was very familiar with the bay and he went as far as to like order trash cans from the from the bay and had them delivered to new york so that we could put them in the scenes and street signs and and uh, uh license plates and and uh, uh and he was very you know his job was to be very attuned so, okay what here does not feel like the bay well we got to fix that you know and then we got to shoot here in the Bay as well, and it was kind of like these locations that I was already familiar with because I had spent so much time in Berkeley. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that's interesting. Why did you film a majority of it in New York? Because it's 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 so exciting to have films shot here. Yeah, but is it hard? Is it hard to get just and things like that? Budgets. Because if anyone in local office is listening, <laughs> this is a conversation we have a lot at Pitch Talk. Is yeah. like, why don't we make it more accommodating for people to come and film in our cities?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't you know. I don't know the politics behind it. But for us, it was really like we were such a low budget movie that, we, you know, we we had to go where the tax incentives were. And, and course. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but but we ha- also had to shoot in the Bay like there was no way around it. Like there, we were not going to make this movie without having uh, at least a few days here so that we could capture these great locations that are that are, you know, singular to this this area. So um, uh, thankfully, we were able to pull that off.
1: Well, you did do a good job, especially with the score. I had to I had to pause and get my Shazam for some of them because I was like, I know who this is. You have some true Bay love in yeah. there with lyrics, Born yeah. Tia, No More, and then you cap it off with Tao. Oh,
0: Tao! It's, oh, oh my God, she's we my love. Favorite. Yes, yeah. we're gonna have her on the show soon. hopefully. Oh, I I am such a big fan of hers. Yeah, yeah, and and all of the artists you named, and, and friends with uh, LB, and uh, yeah, it, you know, it was important to us because I I think that. I think the Bay is just a very unique place and everything mm-hmm. that comes out of it is unique and the music is unique to the, you know, it, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's important to, to, to capture that sound and to have that represented in the movie. So it just makes everything feel more authentic, you know? Right. Yeah.
1: Okay. Now I want to turn to filming in New York on the streets of New York. Yeah. Nonetheless, I mean, you yourself are also recognizable. Was it just kind of chaos out there? <laughs>
0: uh yeah yeah it was I, again we're uh we were uh, an indie you know so like it, it wasn't like we had like
1: beyonce's uh, uh, bodyguards uh, yeah
0: yeah we were shooting right there in the middle of the city you know <laughs> And uh, uh, and and definitely there was a lot of crowd wrangling, uh, but uh, but it was exciting, you know. It, all of that lends to the energy and and the excitement of the uh, of actually shooting in a major city. And uh, uh, so you know we were somehow able to to pull it off. There might be a if you I, I haven't caught any, but if you watch the movie and you there might be some looky loos in the background, but uh, <laughs> but but I haven't caught any.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'll check. Yeah. I'll have, to, I I have to do it on yeah, my second yeah, round. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um I, I just want to thank you because you do talk about a lot of different Asian issues without kind of explaining it or having to prove why it's right or wrong, just that it exists. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one thing, yeah. one thing that comes to mind for me is, you know, there's a, a Korean family that might not like, Japanese people as much because yeah, yeah. of World War II and I, I I reflected on that like my sister brought I'm Filipino yeah. my sister brought home a Japanese boyfriend and yeah. my grandmother who was the most loving she raised us the most loving warm person yeah. she side-eyed him for the first <laughs> month of their relationship yeah, and yeah. I was so confused by that yeah. and these were just parts of our lives that we don't really think about sharing with people because it's just so normal.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean I think the you know the Asian American experience is very very unique because we're all lumped into this you know this group, this community together and I think it's a beautiful thing, you know, that that you know we feel so connected even though we're, you know, the countries our families are from are maybe different but uh but there's a lot of history there you know Mm -hmm. and and unresolved history and for some you know and uh so yeah it was that was a a a little bit of a a nod to to you know again the realness of, of of situations like that
1: right yeah I'm glad you brought that up because I did read that you went to UCLA yeah and you weren't necessarily around a lot of Asians until you went to college and yeah. sort of found a community within that. And then you went as far as to ma- major in Asian-American studies. Yeah, yeah. So can, you, can you talk about how that kind of just kind of flipped you, you know, to finally dive into your culture and, and how that affected your own self-identity?
0: Yeah, I mean, when I was growing up, there there were Asians, like, uh, around, but not many. Like, in, in, you know, at the schools I went to, uh, I, I did have, like... Asian friends, but it wasn't like we were the majority or, or, you know, I I would say my, my upbringing was extremely diverse. You know, there was like, it was almost absurdly diverse, like perfectly, it was a Benetton ad, you know, of of (laughs) friends who I'm still friends with to this day. And, and uh, I, and it was such a beautiful upbringing in that way, you know. Uh, uh, But as soon as I got to UCLA, it was, you know, uh, very, very it felt a lot more segregated than what I was used to, and and, mm. and I was kind of thrust and, you know, immersed in this world of, of, of Asian Americans, and at first it was like, oh, this is, like, weird, you know, uh, uh, but then, I don't know, It's it, this feeling of community was something that, you know, uh, uh, I wasn't familiar with in terms of this Asian American thing until college and and uh and it was it was awesome you know it was awesome to 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 find your people and to Mm -hmm. you know and to uh again it was a very kind of Asian American existence so it wasn't just like Koreans it was it was kind of everybody and we all we all felt like we were a community you know and uh, um yeah, very, very influential, important period in my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that continues to this day, you know.
1: Yeah, I would hope, I mean, that happened to me too in college. And I feel like we all take the obligatory ethnic studies. What's that? And then (laughs) Asian American studies, it goes even deeper. And Yeah. uh, yeah, it is exciting to kind of hone in on that instead of you know, I used to say, "Oh, I did I didn't, I, didn't re- I don't think of myself as Asian or, or Filipino. I just am." Yeah, yeah. But, you know, but but like, no, you can, you can, you can be that, and totally. also American, and and, and you can, and that.
0: that's the thing. It's like we're we, all, everyone regardless of your race, we all belong to, new, uh, ideally, I think we, we should belong to a bunch of different communities, you mm-hmm. know, that, and, and all those communities define us and are and, uh, and important parts of our lives, and, and, uh, and that was certainly uh, uh, discovering, you know, my place in this Asian American community was, was a, a very, very uh, uh, life-changing thing for me. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, and like you said, you, you made lifelong friends and, and I believe someone that you went to college with is, uh, also co-founded your production company, right? Uh, two, 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 two friends.
0: Yeah. Can cause... you talk
1: about founding the production company and what yeah. you're up to with
0: it? Uh, well, when I was in, uh, so when I was in college, uh, I co-founded an Asian American Theater Company
1: at UCLA.
0: <laughs> it's still going on to this day, which is crazy. Really?
1: Do you go to their shows? Uh,
0: I haven't in a long time, but uh uh but uh I have connected with the uh, the the most recent uh uh cast uh, so
1: cool. not too long ago. <laughs>
0: um uh and this was I gosh, I don't so many years ago. 20, 30 years ago, but, uh, two of those members from my time in, 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 that theater company, uh, went on to, we all kind of went on to pursue different careers in the industry. Actually, a lot of people from that theater company have gone on to, to work in the industry, including, uh, Ali Wong, who we all know she was, in the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was in the, in that theater company. But, um, but after, you know, uh, many years as an actor and kind of building up my career over time uh, you know I, I stayed in touch with all my friends from this theater company and, and one of them was was uh, uh in the studio world and another one was a writer and 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 the three of us Hugo and Michael Alomko, we decided to uh take it back to our old theater uh, uh UCLA theater days and 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 former production company focused on telling uh, stories from Asian American perspectives, mostly comedic, which is what we did in college, you know, with our theater company. We just wanted to kind of bring it back. So um, that's what we're doing now. We, you know, we have a, a deal at Universal Television and we're just kind of creating shows and and, and movies like Shortcomings, you know, it's... it's uh, we were produced we produced uh, this movie along with some others uh producers and uh just kind of getting these Asian American Pacific Islander stories out into the world yeah
1: i love it yeah, yeah. but now that you have your foot even deeper in the industry how has it opened your eyes to the way that things work and are are things Things are obviously on the uptick, but it's yeah. still really hard.
0: Yeah, it's still, it's it, it, it's it's extremely hard. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a miracle that any project gets made, like regardless of the mm-hmm. kind of project, because it it uh, uh, it just there's just so many gatekeepers, you know, mm-hmm. and there's so many people that have to agree that this is worthy of getting out into the world. And uh, uh, I would say that yeah, it, it's an exciting time. There are a lot of different stories being told which is good um, but it's still the same gatekeepers you know and and uh, mm-hmm. and I, I think you know th- progress ebbs and flows you know and and you kind of got to keep your your foot on the on the, on the, the gas you know and, and not not let up and and be complacent because there's so many more stories to tell and and, uh, and it's tough it is really hard yeah mm-hmm. yeah
1: do you prefer being on this side of it or uh, you did have a little cameo in shortcomings. I did want to <laughs> yeah. like touch on that. How did you decide? Yeah. Oh, I want, I want to pop in. Cause I was excited that was a to see it. Very it a
0: last minute thing. <laughs> it was uh, not planned. It was oh. like, yeah, it was like an, it, uh, the constraints of indie filmmaking kind of had us having to cut some things that we were planning on shooting one day. Basically there was a thunderstorm. One day we we lost three hours. We had to kind of cut some things and uh, and make it up on another day. And uh, we tried to get an actor to come back and do that day, but they, they couldn't because they were out of town. So it was kind of like, who's going to take this role? And I was like, yeah, I'll do it.
1: Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm glad you did. It yeah. was fun. It was fun seeing <laughs> you on there for a second. I wasn't sure if we were going to get it or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I loved watching the trajectory of of your career because you've been around for so long. I used to watch Wilding Out. Oh my God, yeah. (laughs) Back in the day. um, Back in the day. Yeah, and and then all of a sudden you were on the screen and then you're everywhere now. So um, I I just want to talk about sort of that trajectory, how you've been around forever, but then also everything kind of happened really fast. And how, how does that, you know, everything sort of coming a little later in life, how does that sort of change your perspective on where you are in this industry
0: Mm, that's interesting you say everything came pretty fast because I don't I just don't see it that way for me (laughs) it's been a long slow build you know Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, um, uh, yeah and and I still kind of look at it the same way as I did when I first started I just kind of keep my head down just keep chipping away at it you know Mm -hmm. and uh, 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 and kind of following the fun you know that's kind of always been my kind of philosophy if something looks like it's going to be fun and you know the people seem cool and the projects seem you know uh, then I'll I'll do it you know it's been a, a wild journey and uh I I you know I started late I started in my later 20s like where, where I was like okay I'm gonna pursue this mm-hmm. and 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 uh I I I don't know, I feel like there was a lot of value in, in, in starting late and, and finding success later, you know, and, and I, just the perspective is different. You know, I, mm-hmm. I think I, I, I appreciate it a lot it's not like something that was you know that I just got right away it was something that I had to work towards over time and and uh, over a long period of time and experiences a lot of losses and experience a lot of setbacks and uh, so it's sweeter in a way you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah definitely
1: yeah. I would also think you know as as an Asian American in Hollywood you it, Starting off a while ago, you had to first compete with your friends, and now we're in a place where we can be in films with our friends. Yeah, We don't yeah. have to be the only Asian that gets the For job. For sure.
0: There was definitely a sense of uh, there can only be one, you know, when I first started, which, was you know... Was never the case. I think you know there was there was always uh, ways to make it, but we had to work towards that, and we did, and and uh, and and other people worked towards it, and, and now we're we're getting to a place where there's so many more types of stories being told, and and uh, thankfully that only one mentality for for most of us is kind of ridiculous, right? Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, we have to wrap, but before we go, um, because Ben is a cinephile in your film, I want to know what is the movie that. You like that would piss Ben off? Something that maybe a little embarrassing or... Oh
0: my god, uh, I, that's a good question. I think there's so many movies.
1: <laughs> would Karate Kid that, uh, piss him off? Because I love all the Karate Kids.
0: I think Karate Kid. Uh, I don't think it would piss him off, but it, he definitely like.
1: Basic. It's so yeah, basic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. He, he wouldn't be pissed off by it, yeah. but uh, but he would probably like, look down on it. Yeah. You know? yeah. Commoners. Commoners. Yeah, 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 exactly, cry. exactly. Um, what is one that... Uh, oh, gosh, that's such a good question. Um, <laughs> well, there's a movie that I love that's very important to me, And I don't know if Ben would like it, but I love Boomerang.
1: Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) It's got to be some kind of 80s, early 90s movie for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love
0: Boomerang. I don't know if it's aged well. I haven't seen it in a while, but uh, (laughs) that movie is hilarious yes. and uh, uh, and I don't think Ben would like that movie at all. yeah i yeah. agree yeah. nice good you found one <laughs> yeah, I knew you yeah, could yeah.
1: well Randall it has been such a pleasure um, I, I have to say I listened to you on Conan's pod uh, I yeah. loved it you uh, also thanks. brought him a bottle of whiskey I thought maybe oh. I saved some room in my bag but <laughs> I see that you're empty handed today uh,
0: you know what I'll, I'll pull something <laughs> out of the uh, mini, mini bar next here time. and then uh, I'll cover it how about next time <laughs> next time okay, for sure well, thank
1: you congratulations I love your work. I can't wait to see what you do next.
0: Aw, thanks so much. That was fun.
1: Thanks for joining us on today's show. You can find more information about this episode in our show notes. If you're missing us, you can visit us at bitchtalkpodcast.com to sign up for our newsletter and buy us a cup of coffee. Did you know we're also on the radio? You can find us at bff.fm. And lastly, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. All the cool bitches are doing it.